Can you imagine sitting in the pub chatting with your mates only to be interrupted by ads? Well, unfortunately, that does happen here at the Homebrew Pub because we're just trying to keep the lights on. However, if you would like to support us directly and get access to ad-free episodes of the Homebrew Pub, please head on over to our Patreon. You can find a link to that on our website, thehomebrewpub.com, and join our mug club. Again, our website, thehomebrewpub.com. I'll see you in the pub after the next couple of ads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Homebrew Pub, the only pub in existence where every beer on tap is made by a homebrewer. And on this ethereal plane, the Homebrew Pub will turn into the guest brewer's perfect brew pub. So please come in, grab a stool, and grab a pint. And this week in the Homebrew Pub, the only pub in existence where every tap is a beer made by a homebrewer, we are welcoming Matt Jaggers. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm from uh, Jaggers Brewing Co. uh, YouTube channel. And uh, I'm here with my awesome friend here, Andrew. How you doing today? Man, I'm great. Uh, I'm sitting here enjoying uh, one of my Berliner Weizens. This is uh, version four. I feel like I really hit the nail on the head here on this one. Nice. It took me, took me a couple tries, but I think I finally got it figured out. It It's so crazy. I'm excited to talk to you about that, Blinna Weiss, uh, later. Yeah. But it's so crazy when you get that recipe, and the first time you brew it, you love it. But you know there's something off about Not off, but like something right. you want to change. And so you just keep going for it and going for it and going for it. Um, I've been trying to work on those, like, um, you know, the, the, the house-type recipes mm-hmm. to have here uh, on hand for friends and, and even just myself, you know, uh, to, to, to have around here and, and, and enjoy. And, uh, you know, sometimes it, it gets frustrating, you know, you have some of those bad ones or the ones that you just can't figure out, and then, then you, you knock one out and you're like, oh my God, did I just make that, you know? (laughs) And this is kind of one of those ones for me. And Berliner Weiss is not an easy beer to make. Well, you know, I I took the the cheaters route a little bit and did a kettle sour, you know, the way that uh, everybody else has kind of been doing lately. Mm -hmm. I do have plans on doing uh, souring, you know, uh, for fermentation on on a Berliner. I think that that would be exciting. I've got a a couple cool projects. I don't want to give them away yet, yeah. Uh, because I, I I want to see how they end up. But uh, you know, um, it's it's kind of crazy though. Like even though I hit version four, I was like, okay, how far can I push this? Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of my videos, uh, this beer actually, I took the yeast and I repitched on it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also took the lacto. From this, uh, from the second beer that I made, and repitched it into the third beer, 
And so I've got a beer floating around here that is third generation fermented with yeast and second uh, kettle soured with lacto. And so like I had never seen anybody do that before. Um, I'm sure people have tried, but I just I, I never saw anything like that. So I was like, well, let's see what happens, you know. That that's incredible. I've never done anything close to that. That I'm I've never harvested uh, yeast, let alone lacto. So I just think that's incredible. Man, it was it was nuts. I, I get all these these crazy ideas in my head, you know. Like so, we filmed something, and then like I'm sitting there editing, and I'm like, you know, why didn't I try this? What? Oh my god, that's a good question. We should we should totally do that. We should try that and. Then it just it, it just spawns into this ridiculousness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like we mapped up all of uh, 2020's uh, content for the channel back October of 21. We sat out and we said, okay, we're doing this, 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 and this. 2022. And so after doing that, um, getting all my videos planned out and like you know my brew date set and and like oh I've got to have these ingredients by then and there. I've come up with like 17 other things that I'm going to try to slip in <laughs> there in 2022. And so it gets a little tight sometimes, you know, uh, I'm sure you as a content creator too, you know, mm-hmm. some, some of those editing things, man, they come down to the, to the last little bit there yeah. and, and you're like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make this deadline, you mm-hmm. know, that I've, I've set for myself. And I mean, the deadline's the deadline how important that is to you is individually uh independent of everybody else but it helps hold us accountable for for what we're trying to do so on your channel jaggers brewing company you are focusing really on education so each episode is a different beer with like a different style a different tactic uh i mean how do you before we get into your approach to brewing how do you approach your channel so for the channel, um, I'm really brewing what I find interesting. Three, four years ago, I had already been home brewing for a little bit, but I was primarily a stout and hefeweizen kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the occasional lager, light lager, whatever kind of deal. But primarily hefeweizen and stouts were, were what I brewed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would play with those, adding fruits or, or whatever, you know, extract kits. And then I finally switched over to all green brewing and, kind of took some stabs at some blonde ales and and, and things like that. And so probably about two years ago, I was like, okay, so, you know, we walk in the beer aisle at a store and there's just so many choices out there. Let's, let's see what some of these other styles are about. So I attempted a few other ones and um, really it wasn't until I joined the homebrew club in 2021 uh, they, they, they had kind of like an introductory competition type of deal where a newer or, or lower experienced brewer gets paired up with more, a more experienced brewer. Mm-hmm. And then they assign, um, two contests that year and, uh, Belgian ales for the first round and then German oh, wow. for, for the second and so the uh, gentleman that I got paired up with, Jonathan, um, he and I, we had about the same years in brewing for the most part. Uh, he definitely had probably more brews under his belt. Um, and he had a more diverse uh, brewing experience than I had, you know, because you brew extract kits for three years, you know, you're not really 
you're not really a whole lot of experience. You sh- you you probably had the basics downs of taking your readings mm-hmm. and, and know when things are done and bottling or kegging or, or whatever. But we, we talked about it and, uh, you know, we, we, we figured out what we were going to brew and stuff. But, man, I had never had a Belgian beer before, yeah. you know. And, and so I was like, okay, so we're going to brew this thing and we're going to try to turn that one in together. But now I have a whole bunch of subcategories that I know nothing <laughs> about, never have had. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna brew these things and figure out what they're about. So like I brewed a saison, which mm. is the first the first saison that I had. And of course, like if you go back and you look at my channel, uh, I got a video is humbering expensive. Yeah, it's expensive because like if you've never had this style before, you can go buy a bunch of examples. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I went I. I'm I have scared. never thought about it like that. That is so I'm, true. I'm so scared to even put the number on how many Trappist Dales I went through yeah. to, to figure out what a double tastes like, yeah. you know, and, you know, quads. And so, like, so, you know, I did a Saison, I did a Blinner, um, I did a, a, a Double, I did a Quad, uh, and then I, I did a few other ones. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I was putting together my recipe for uh, my Double, and uh, my brew partner, uh, uh, I had him look it over. I was like, you know, what are you thinking about this? You know, does this malt kind of match? And, you know, is this way too complicated? Because it was. That's that's That should be like my family motto, like nothing simple or something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's like, uh, you know, Matt, uh, you can take the yeast from your double and it'll kick off and ferment a quad very well. Mm. So I was like, oh, great, Jonathan. Now I got to put together a quad <laughs> recipe, you know? And the hangovers are and, so much worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. That, that, that thing, uh, so that, that was my first, the quad was my first stuck mash. So I, I, I had a bunch of growing up to do last year mm-hmm. through brewing, brewing some of this stuff. And so I'm still trying to figure it out, you know? um all the way but I've, I've gotten a lot better at it and i kind of am able to uh to look at what some other people are doing and and, and help guide them too and so yeah. that's 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 been cool we uh we ended up winning uh the 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 local homebrew club uh competition within there uh together congratulations uh, thank you uh you know we we were able to pick up some points by entering some competitions uh here in the state Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that was fun. He won like, like, like nineteen or twenty medals last year. Oh wow! Year. Now I was like, okay, I'm only gonna get my feet fairly <laughs> wet in the, into this deal. And yeah. so, like, I had entered uh, two competitions, I think it was, and I submitted two, two beers in each one. One was a prickly pear Berliner, and then the other one was my my double. And nice. uh, both of them didn't do that great, but I feel like for a first-time entrant, uh, you know, they, they hit the 30... Oh, that's, low, that's low 30s, solid. Yeah, low 30s, mid-30s, I believe, if, if I remember correctly. So that was exciting. And so this year's goal, I sat down and I said, I'm going to put in at least two beers in every competition that comes up within our circuit. So the first competition, I've got three beers in. Second competition, I have five. And then the third competition coming up, uh, it's looking like I'm probably going to put in about six, maybe seven. Wow. Uh, so so I'm, I'm blowing that out of the water. But I'm, I, 
I'm anxiously uh, nervous waiting these uh, results on some of these things. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be fun to see if this uh, this Belinner here does well or not. You know, yeah. I might think that it's it's the best thing ever, but we'll we'll see what uh, the judges say. Yeah, I. Because, I mean, I once entered a, a competition, and I don't enter that many competitions because the way I brew and approach brewing, um, a lot of my beers have to go into the experimental category. Yeah. Which is great and fine. And, like, the feedback is always really awesome to get and respectable. But when you're an experimental, I found it's such a crapshoot of... Yeah. Um, you know, if this judge doesn't like the adjunct that I've used, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's a bad beer it just means that judge is gonna not really go for it but i will say entering competitions certainly earlier in my brewing journey was a really great way to kind of learn even with those weird adjuncts like okay maybe i don't use that brand of tea maybe i switch over to this one or they're picking up this and that feedback is so invaluable yeah i'm hoping for some some good feedback i hope that that i'm doing things right you know of course you share you share things with with people uh and maybe they don't know a whole lot of beer like i didn't know a whole lot of beer and they're like oh yeah this is good you know and and but you definitely like that kind of feedback but it's Mm -hmm. not terribly helpful and so like sometimes i rely pretty heavily on my my homebrew crew uh at the at the club level yeah um you know but two sometimes you just share stuff with people and they're like well it's not coors and like, <laughs> yeah we don't live in the rocky mountains and i don't have the colorado river ne- next yeah. to me so <laughs> which is where i live so you know i do have that <laughs> right yeah no, i saw that I you'd appreciate the joke um yeah no i i think the best compliment you can get is when you give a certain beer or like the beer you've made to friends who aren't brewers yeah. And they ask you to make it again. That to me is when I know I've cracked a recipe because sometimes when you give it to your other homebrew friends, yeah. they want to pick it apart, which again, yeah. great. And I want that feedback. But if I've got like, you know, my three friends over there again, well, could you make that jelly donut beer again? Yeah. That to me is like, all right, I am not changing that because if they like it, it means it's good. So when you are brewing a beer, what is your approach? Like when you're when you're trying to formulate a recipe, when you're thinking about the process for that recipe, because believe it or not, different beers do better with different processes. I mean, I think every right. brewer gets the basics down, but I've got a friend who swears by decoction mash. Like right. I don't do decoction. I do a simple, I do the single step infusion. That's just yeah. what my jam is. But he will only do that for certain type of beers. Like, how do you think about the beer? Like, how do you approach that? A lot of people would approach it differently depending on their setup, you know, their kettle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, me being an all-grain brewer, uh, I do brew in a bag. Mm-hmm. So I have the, what I feel is the advantage of having only one vessel to worry about. Having, do, having done that, and now I do have additional equipment to do some different things. Mm-hmm. As far as recipes and techniques that I start adding, if there's... If there's something that's unfamiliar to me, like I, ju- I did a Marzen uh, during our German part of the challenge last year in the club. Uh, that's not what we turned in, but I've had a lot of friends say, you know, we, ne- we need a good fest beer or whatever, you know. I was like, okay, let me try my hand at it. So, you know, I was like, well, I could decoct it. 
Um, I've done a few decoctions, but this we... is going to be my first lager. And so I wanted to focus on my yeast pitch on that and the ability to ferment at a lower temperature and actually lager it instead of the decoction. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to add too many complications at one time, to one a style that I had never brewed before, mm -hmm. and to a different way of brewing. You know. And should we explain what decoction mashing is? Sure. So, uh, decoction mash is is you're going to pull out uh, a percentage of your mash, and you're going to put it in a different pot or a different vessel, and uh, generally you bring it up to boil for. A certain amount of time and then you you're going to add that back slowly into the uh, mash to be able to to bring all those like Menard uh, reactions and those those more complicated sugars and kind of big multier taste into the mash uh, you know you have to single the double the triple mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm sure you can go as many times as you want to but <laughs> every time you do it you make it a little bit darker but you you from my experience, and I've only done it about three times, uh, once with another brewer and then like twice uh, independently, uh, you, you, the thing that I learned is is you really have to watch your mash temperature every time that you add that little scoop because you don't want to go full board and dump all that in. Then you might end up mashing out, you know. Mm -hmm. The cocktail mash it was one of those, those processes that I was like, oh, man. I don't think I'll ever do that, you know. Like that—that that, that looks a little, little worrisome. But it's you know, very labor intensive. It it is. Uh, I'll 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 get to a funny story about a decoction mash uh, yeah. here in just a moment. Uh, but kind of getting back to the recipe side of of things, uh, you know. So, um, I I try to approach it from that way. It's like, okay, is this familiar with me? Is this going to require any crazy techniques or anything that I'm not familiar with? And then uh, I try to look and see, you know, one, is it a BJCP uh, uh, style? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what are the hints? What are they trying to tell us that it should taste like, smell like, look like, all that? And then kind of start filling in some of what I believe the blanks are. And then, uh, you know, I might go and look at uh, other recipes that are available online and kind of try to figure out what the common denominators are, you know, like if everybody's using Pilsner malt for, for something, then there's probably a good reason that that's being used, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then most of the time I try to add or err on the side of the simplest, the best way to do it. There have been a few recipes that got away from me and we'll here. We'll talk about a decoction mash <laughs> is, so most of the time I do try to do the single infusion like you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, once I'm done with my grains, I'm able to pull my bath, my bag up and then, you know, my, my grains go to my chickens or, mm -hmm. or I, I try to take some and, and, and dry them out and reuse them for other things around here. I took another stab at the double. Uh, it didn't score that great. Kind of hurt my feelings when I turned <laughs> it in. So the biggest complaint from these judges was like not complex enough and so i was like i'll show you complex i was gonna say define complex <laughs> right yeah so like an like an idiot i i i, I ratchet i i took so many like crazy steps for this thing i i did a decoction mash which you can do mm -hmm. it's not not 
in the style, you know, it's not a German lager or anything like that, you know, so a decoction mash doesn't really belong there. No. Uh, but but I did it, you know. I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that thing, uh, it's almost time to see what that thing tastes like. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and, and then to bring in some of more complexity, so... I stole some yeast from Trappist monks out of their bottles. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I caught a little flack for that uh, yeah. in some circles, but uh, you know, I. I'm I'm sure it, they're forgiving people. Yeah, yeah. I I sure hope so. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, I I kind of got a a loose video about that about when when I did that, like you. There, if you go back and you look at some of these videos, there's some uh, there's some hints of what's going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that that was fun to build up that yeast starter and, yeah. and pitch that. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was, I mean, just to an earlier point, so decoction mashing is generally associated with doing lagers. It's a very traditional German way, yeah, of, of brewing and. Uh, yeah, a friend, as I said, a friend of mine just absolutely believes in it, but I know there are days he was like, nah, I'm tired, and just will do a single infusion mash. But, but, but what's traditional, though, too, like, yeah. there's, you know, um, I, I did a raw ale not that long ago, mm-hmm. and um, that was the first one that I did, and of course, you know, I hit every, all the usual suspects on YouTube, and, mm-hmm. and blog forums, and, and all that, and, um, you know, I, I, there's so many different ways that you can do it and so many di- different things that you can do to it. You know, I, I, I do feel like it's like the, I guess, quote unquote, original farmhouse ale. Yeah. And, um, you know, I ended up using quike on it. Um, uh, mm-hmm. now I don't have it. I, I collect some rainwater here on our quote unquote homestead, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not, I'm not using that water. Like that, <laughs> that seems a little sketch. But uh, uh, I used RO water, but I didn't add any salts, which was the first brew that I didn't manipulate the ions, mm. you know, in, in, in the water profile. And I was just like, okay, like this is this is one thing that changing to RO water from tap water is a huge benefit for homebrewers. Yeah. And then the next step up is to manipulate your your water profile through uh, water salts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing that you got to look at when building a recipe is, is, you know, to really nail that style. I, I feel like you really have to nail that profile. You mm-hmm. know, there, there's no sense in, in trying to have some kind of balanced or multi water profile when you're trying to shoot for a dry, you know, yellow type beer. You yeah. know, it's, it's it, it, you'll have too much of that clash. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh so that that raw ale was kind of cool because you know you don't boil and you know how do you add the hops and how do you do this how do you do that and so i ended up doing a hot tea uh for it pretty much bringing it to mash out temperature and then you know pulled pulled my green bag with the the spent hops in there and Mm -hmm. off to the off to the chickens it went that's great so you i mean you are really um, whereas a lot of homebrewers, myself included, would be, I found my process, I've got a recipe, I'm going to do what I know. I mean, I only did for the first time uh, the other day my first step mash. Never done one before, but I was 
got equipment that I'm able to, which uh, is going to have an impact on the bit. But when you're looking yeah. at uh, a recipe in the style, you're really going to that process standpoint as well and just being like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I now need to become an expert in ancient German technique or <laughs> Swedish farmhouse <laughs> technique. The most yeah. beautiful thing about the pub that we currently sit in, the homebrew pub, yeah. is that every tap is made by a homebrewer. Yeah. And so what is what is the beer you're going to be adding to uh, the homebrew pub that our patrons can come and enjoy? So that, that, that oh my God beer, I just brewed that. I, I think that's got to be this version four of uh, my Bulliner. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, like I said, I think I finally hit it out of the out of the park with this thing um the the first couple attempts that i did i i ended up i was using the wrong molts i wasn't paying attention <laughs> when i went to the, the home you were using store. two rows instead of pills now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well well no the the mix-up was uh instead of wheat malt i i put a little bit of flake in there i spaced mm. out when i was gathering up and then i was just like well that that was that was a mistake, you know, and how much did that really contribute to it being different? I I kind of feel like almost a lot. Like, this is a night and day difference between the yeah. first three that versus this one. Um, and then the Lacto, uh, using using the uh, the White Labs Lacto. Originally, I used the Omega one. Uh, the Omega one is a wonderful Lacto. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think it tastes wonderful. Uh, but there's there's just something about the White Labs one. It it, it soured quicker uh, from from what I've seen thus far. It, it got it got ready like just way quicker. Like it, it, I almost missed the my target. I mean I did miss my target a little bit on the pH drop. Uh -huh. um, but I I barely missed it and I was like okay I I gotta move this thing and get going you know yeah um, now one thing that I do that is semi controversial is uh, I no chill uh, I've caught a lot of flack for that but it, it is what it is <laughs> so when you say you no chill you're literally just putting the wort straight into the fermenter or what does that uh, mean no no so at flame out mm -hmm. my lid my lid goes on the on the kettle and then uh i give it a little bit outside of mm -hmm. uh, the drop in temperature and then i bring it inside put put some uh you know towels and stuff down on on the surface that i'm fixing to put my kettle down on and then i just walk away and when it's pitching temperature it's pitching temperature uh you know i mean that's how i started i would um just i would have to drag my five gallons of liquid into the house and i would yeah. put it in an ice bath and just like let it sit for like three to four hours. like we would go and watch a movie yeah and have dinner and then come back and like yeah. oh time to put the yeast in um yeah. and there's you know there's nothing wrong with that i mean no chill brewing is actually very popular in australia where they have very yep. strict water laws yep so what about this Berliner Weiss, though, like, flavor and, and everything? What makes it, like, you're like, oh, I cracked it? I think I think a combination of the lacto mm -hmm. um, and then the the Y yeast, uh, German ale, mm -hmm. uh, the yeast. I think, I think that really kind of took it in the right direction. Uh, you know, before I played around with, uh, I can't even remember what the first yeast was that I used, but... Uh, and in, in my original YouTube video, it's it's actually there. Mm 
mm-hmm. and uh, I used uh, uh, Sundew uh, for a version of the Belenner, and uh, that that was an interesting beer. And then, man, I cannot remember what the first yeast was that I I used, but it it it, it was probably White Labs. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a pretty big uh, uh, proponent of theirs. I like yeah. I, I I buy a lot of theirs and in Omegas, but I was just like, everybody was telling me, like, you really should try this Y-Yeast German Ale. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I, I think, like I said, the combination between that and the lacto really really woke this recipe up and, and got it to where it needed to be, in my opinion. Listen, well, we look forward to having that on tap um, here at the Homebrew Pub, and the recipe for that is actually going to be in our show notes, which Matt very kindly provided. I hope uh, plenty of people... Uh, and enjoy it you know uh it, it was it was fun to uh to brew you know I, like i said i had gotten you know three or four efforts in uh on a blender uh before before this one you know one was with my brew partner mm-hmm. and i did three individually here but uh you know i'm a proponent too of taking those those few extra steps you know i don't know if if you use warflock tablets or use nutrients uh I, th- I think both of those also help you know mm-hmm. and uh it's it's kind of funny to see people's opinions on those yeah we're, we're an opinionated bunch of bros we we are you know it's I'm, kind of annoying <laughs> it, it, it is. you know sometimes sometimes i'll hand out some advice online or 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 to someone and then you'll get somebody else that chime in and someone else is like well what's the real story and my yeah. reply is always if you want Five different opinions as two different homebrewers. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what is the beer we're not adding to the tap house? Like, what is the beer that you made and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Never again. Well, so there's 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 two, uh, it, and it was a complete toss up of of which one I was gonna do. So I'll I'll just do both of them. Sure. And uh, the the next one is the Berliner version five. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that one, I I fruited it. Um, I was like, all right, yeah, this beer's awesome. Let's let's throw some fruit on it. Let's see what happens. And um, you know, doing kettle sours and, and and playing with any bacteria really in your brewery is always a toss up. But I I try to keep a pretty clean and sanitary regiments with my fermenters and everything mm-hmm. else and that's why i kettle sour majority of the time with these blenders and, and things like that i try to kettle sour when i can because that's one less way to to get a get an infection and so this fruit infected uh the beer in secondary no. it wrecked it yeah there's there's some uh pretty depressing pictures on my instagram <laughs> and i was just like well first so I started seeing the pellicle, and I was like, okay, well, this pH is low enough, and it's got alcohol in it, so it probably isn't anything that's going to be detrimental, you know? And so I started, kept watching the pellicle grow, and then I pulled the airlock up uh, uh, after the first week, and it smelled wonderful. And I was like, all right, it's Brett, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so I ruined a fermenter, but I got I got Brett, you know. Yeah. All right, you know, this is going to add an extra twang to this. And then uh, bottling day, I was telling my wife, I was like, man, this 
something just does not taste right with this. And luckily, I, I had the smarts to go get a different bottling bucket to put this in. And uh, I was like, man, something just doesn't taste right. I don't understand what it is. You know, maybe that bread is a little funky. And so uh, generally, because I bottle condition, I don't taste anything until it's been set up for about a month. Yeah. So I've just learned that that's the prime time to let things kind of meld together. Good carbonation. And so I popped that top and it smelled terrible. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I know what this is. And so I poured the glass, I smelled it, and then I tasted it. And I was like, I am not drinking any more of this beer <laughs> ever. It turned to vinegar. That, oh. that, yeah, that Acetobacter got me and it, it wrecked it. And I was I was so defeated during that. Like, I was telling everybody, I was like, I'm like, man, I'm so bummed out. And they're like, it's just a five gallon batch of beer. And I was Doesn't like, matter. oh, yeah. I was like, so I, I dumped that out, man. I, I walked around the property. I was dumping it on ant piles. <laughs> but, um, so that that was the first. Uh, that was the, the the probably the biggest defeat personally mm-hmm. uh, that I had. That was the second batch that I've ever had to uh, uh, pour down the sink or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other one is the first time that I ever brewed a Kentucky Common. Mm. Uh, there was a uh, YouTube video that I watched, uh, and I guess it was during the very kickoff of the resurgence of the style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did, I couldn't find a lot of the ingredients. And this was before I started going to local homebrew stores, and I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of um, readjusting. And it took this recipe totally whack. I mean, this thing was awful. It tasted like like drinking sand. It was all gritty. It was, yeah, it was nasty. And I was like, okay, well, this has got to go too, you know. So that, that that was the first one that I ever did, and that was pretty early in my homebrewing career. So you know, looking back, I try to make sure that uh, I don't repeat those mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, we're, we're sitting in the Mystical Homebrew Pub. Your Berliner Weiss is on tap. What is the name of the Homebrew Pub at this very moment? And what is the atmosphere? What is your perfect Homebrew Pub if you were to open one? So, uh, it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Uh, my wife and I, we were talking, you know, a little bit before you and I started talking about coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she said, uh, because I've, I've really latched onto that, like, Saison, farmhouse, raw ale, Berliner kind of kind of style, and we have a a what we consider a homestead here with the chickens and mm-hmm. the fruit trees and the big gardens and the, and all that. Uh, I think we would call it the we would call it the feed store. I like that. Yeah, it's got that like kind of country appeal, uh, very laid back uh, kind of deal, you know where. Uh, Everybody comes together to shake hands and drink a beer. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, we're currently sitting in the feed store. We're <laughs> drinking a lovely Berliner Weiss. So come and join us. Please do. Matt, this has been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for uh, visiting us here in the Homebrew Pub. And, uh, yeah, um, everyone go and check out your YouTube videos on Jagger's Brewing Company on YouTube. There's a lot of great information there. 
It's uh, Jackers Brewing Co. Co. At the oh. end. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I see yeah, Co. No, I say company. Yeah. 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 No. No problem. Uh. But. Uh. Yeah. No. Please come by. I've. I've got some. Uh. Pretty cool videos on there. Thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and share. Uh. My trials and tribulations. My recipe and. Talk to another homebrewer. Absolutely. And if you want to brew the Blender Vice again, go check out our show notes. I want to thank Matt for coming on. Do go and check out his YouTube channel, Jagger's Brewing Co. There's a lot of great information on there. And the recipe for the beer that Matt added to the tap list is actually in the show notes. So if you want to take a chance at brewing that Berliner Weizen, uh, everything you should need is there. And of course, thank you so much for listening. If you could leave us a five-star review wherever it is you get your podcast, that'll just help other people find the show. If you want to reach out to us possibly come on and share a pint with me you can reach us at our website thehomebrewpub.com or email landlord at thehomebrewpub.com or on social at thehomebrewpub on instagram and twitter and if like me you hate those annoying ads well we've got to keep the lights on here at the homebrew pub somehow so consider joining our patreon and becoming a mug club member for three dollars a month you'll get access to ad-free versions of the episodes but until then Grab your favorite pint, put your feet up, relax, don't worry, and have a homebrew. Till next time, cheers.